Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, May 16th. I'm Amanda Harris, joined by Whitney McDonald, and this is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending May 13th, 2022. EV startups that merged with special purpose acquisition companies to go public in the last two years made some concerning disclosures earlier this month. Canoe, Lordstown Motors, and Fisker all admitted that their capital may be running low, and whether they have a year or two left in the reserve, they will need cash sooner rather than later. Rivian, too, saw stocks hit an all-time low last week, but in the company's earnings, leaders said that despite the losses, the company still has $17 billion in cash and has more than enough cash to launch its next model in 2025. Auto credit availability also improved again for the second consecutive month in April, contributing to a 17% month-over-month improvement in Cox Automotive's Dealer Track Credit Availability Index, rising it to 106.3, um, which is mainly attributed to loosened credit standards compared with April 2021. Uh, increased access to credit has been a trend over the past year, following tightened credit standards amid the pandemic. Uh, Cox also found that April's consumer price index inched down to 8.3% from 8.5% in March as inflation decelerated. However, inflated prices on food, gas, and vehicles remain elevated at a 40-year high. On May 5th, GM Financial also launched Cadillac Financial Services available through all Cadillac dealers. The new captive aims to compete with captives like BMW Financial Services and Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. We have those stories up on our site, so you can read those to get more details. Also this month, startup EV subscription service Autonomy launched a partnership with workplace perks provider NextJumps, per Perks at Work's program to drive growth on its platform. Perks at Work members, which include employees of Fortune 1000 companies, will receive a $500 incentive from Autonomy when they sign on to an EV subscription. The partnership is an infinity marketing strategy and will allow autonomy to save advertising costs while growing its customer base. Turning to earnings news, which continued this week and last week, uh, Shift and Vroom reported their first quarter results and posted similar findings as Carvana with job cuts and halt to their growth. When you cover Shift's earnings, what were the takeaways in Q1? Yeah, so as you said, Shift posted their Q1 earnings last week. Um, in the first quarter, they decided to focus on their business strategy in markets where they already exist, rather than moving into new states or cities at this time. So honing in where, the, well, where they already are. Um, this allowed the retailers to save money at a time that investors have kind of strayed away from the e-commerce new tech companies, as we've seen, um, as we saw last week with Carvana too. So in saving costs, they also made the decision to um, cut some employees from their team, and that accounted for around 10% of their team that they cut, and that left them with just over 1,300 employees. So as I said, that follows Carvana's decision to cut employees, and they cut 2,500 employees. That was announced uh, early last week. So although that they're not focusing right now on expanding uh, the retailer did see a 51% year-over-year increase in sales volume, and that was a 4% increase from Q4 2021. So that was driven mostly by 
growth in its West Coast and Texas markets where they already were. Uh, Shift also worked on providing more affordable vehicles. So they were looking at older used cars, uh, kind of that eight plus year range. And that was just to combat uh, high vehicle values, which they're still high even when they're older too. So um, doing what they can in that, uh, in that area. Uh, the retailers F&I profits also increased. They climbed 41% from the same period last year. Um, as they invested heavily in their ancillary product team. So they put a new FNI team in place um, and trained them. So that's where that growth came. Um, they also remain on track for their acquisition of FAIR Technologies, which is planned to close later this month. So although they have uh, changed their business model to focus on those areas where they already are, that acquisition does remain on track. So that's what Shift was up to. Um, for the first quarter. Great. Yeah, we've, we've kind of seen in the re- really just recent weeks, um, any like tech-based, growth-based company really pulling back on this strategy of just kind of grow, grow, grow that they've kind of had in place since they, they really were founded. Room Shift, Carvana, um, even like CarMax, all of them had that similar kind of mentality and they're really having to pull back now with rising interest rates and investor sentiment kind of declining for those type of, you know, high growth, low profitability companies, just as the overall um, capital markets is kind of struggling right now. If you've looked at stocks anytime recently, you can see that just everything is down. (laughs) The Dow is down as well. So um, it makes sense that they're going to have to kind of reevaluate things um, and unfortunately uh, cut some positions. So Vroom, uh, similar story. They did also announce a reduction in their staff. Um, they cut about 270 positions, about 14% of their workforce. Um, they also named a new chief executive um, recently as well. So they have a new leader who will take over um, the company. Now, of course, Vroom, if you all remember, recently acquired subprime lender United Auto Credit to serve as their captive finance arm. Um, so they are actually now reporting that side of their business. So UACC originated $118 million in auto loans. Um, to dealership customers in the first quarter. So that's kind of our first look at how USC is performing uh, following the acquisition by Vroom. Uh, they do also have a $350 million unused warehouse credit fund uh, facility capable, capacity as of March 31st. Um, so that gives them a lot of liquidity as well um, going forward. So each quarter now we should start seeing how that um, lender is performing as Vroom's captive. So that'll be something we're following pretty closely. Um, yep, and then like I said, Vroom, Carvana, all very similar story right now, declining investors, investor sentiment, rising interest rates. Um, and we know that consumer demand is kind of dipping some for vehicles too. So all that's kind of impacting these kind of e-commerce based um, retailers, especially as people go back to dealerships. We know they had a lot of growth because of the pandemic. People couldn't go to dealerships. They were researching more online, buying more online, and that really helped uh, these companies uh, during that time frame. But it seems to be that that um, is no longer propping them up quite as much. People are going back out there shopping dealerships, myself included. <laughs> um, so I got my car. Um, so I guess we'll kind of see how this plays out. Uh, the feeling, though, is that they aren't going away. Uh, no one's talking about any of them disappearing. They just kind of have to reevaluate things um, and their business model going forward. So we might see them stall growth for a little bit and focus on, like you said, the areas that they already are 
and expanding those. So we'll see what happens. It'll be pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, that will be a, about does it for our episode today. Uh, thanks for joining us on the roadmap and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And we'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.